This episode is brought to you by Blueprint Renovate Program, the program designed to create space in your firm to cultivate mindset change through what you do every day. Visit blueprinthq.com.au slash contact to start the conversation. So here's the question. In an industry where the rules were written over a century ago and the world of business that we work in keeps changing, how do accountants like us grow our business and its people to their full potentials, stay agile and keep ahead of the game? How do we build scalable businesses, create working cultures no one wants to leave, win new clients, stop trading hours for dollars and establish ourselves as the client's central advisors? That's the question and this show explores the answers. Welcome to the In Demand Accountant. I'm your host, Sam Dean, and I'm on a mission to transform and modernize the accounting industry and help ambitious accountants like yourselves double your revenues, work less hours, and enjoy life even more. Stay tuned and enjoy some brave conversations. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I hope this finds you really well and your capacity is really high. Today, I really want to drill down on something that does need a bit of a mindset shift, and it certainly is moving from a very fixed to growth mindset, and that's how we look at capacity. Now, I'm going to make a bold statement here and say your capacity, your individual capacity, no matter who you are and where you sit in your business or in your career, is the key to your, and if you have them, businesses and teams' success. And by redefining the way we think about capacity and taking care of our own capacity first can dramatically increase our successes and profits or salaries, etc. going forward. It actually drives efficiency up and stress levels down. Traditionally, we think as we get more and more efficient or busier or whatever, our stress levels actually go up. We've really got to rethink this and certainly how we think about the term capacity. So what the hell am I talking about? So capacity means, from a dictionary sense, the maximum amount something can contain. And when we usually talk about our businesses' capacities, particularly in professional services firms and accounting firms, it's how much can the team and I produce and the usual formula that we use, we grab a charge-out rate and we times it by the expected productivity or hours available. Fairly simple stuff. And how many times have you thought to yourself, on paper we have plenty of capacity, why aren't we hitting our targets or people doing whatever? But what we really have missed, and honestly I did for a very long time, that there are people in there. And what is their capacity to actually turn up, to deal with things? Do they have everything that they need to actually meet their capacity targets? Are the systems right and all this sort of stuff? Are the people around them that are distracting? And actually understanding what people's capacities are and what is the maximum. And also, too, what is super important, and this is a puzzle for everybody and no one's the same, what increases our capacity and decreases it. Certainly from a business mechanical point of view, we've got that right. But again, we are people businesses. Our teams are people and our clients are people. So we really have to understand capacity. And the most important capacity to understand is, of course, your own. 
um, because if you can't um, get in tune to that and you can't control that and you can't, say, protect it, you can't help anybody else and, you know, you get on overwhelm. And overwhelm is actually a running out of capacity. So up until a few years ago, I completely thought capacity was what I said before. What can I produce on paper or what can I produce or how much more can I fit in? What more can I take? How many more clients can I take? And where's the end of that? And at what point do I bring other people's capacity in? But what I've really come to learn is the most important capacity, as I've said before, was my own personal one, both my emotional and physical capacity and what increases it and decreases it. Why on some days did I feel I could take on and do anything and honestly put up with anything and on other days I can't? And why sometimes everything, you know, that I'd done in the day or it was a fairly standard day or even had good things in the day that my capacity was really low and I felt very tired and fatigued and where other days I didn't. So what was going on? Capacity in itself, it's not just about numbers. It's about, as I said, our capacity to deal with things. And what I've learned from being super curious and getting a lot of guidance is capacity is not a formula. And I really learned this the hard way. I found myself basically burnt out, so completely on overwhelm and completely stopped. So I really know what negative capacity looks like, and I'm going to talk about the scale of capacity towards the end when we'll give you some um, really takeaway tips. And I was to the point where I was just exhausted. I'd just come out of, you know, a very, very large firm that I talk about, and I thought that by getting rid of a very big business and everything that went on in that and the frustrations around things, that my capacity returned to good and it didn't. And I got tighter and tighter and I just couldn't do some of the things that I used to be able to do. You know, and I think of back in those days when I thought about my capacity and it was always like, oh, I'm going to work 60 or 70 hours a week or whatever that is. And I really just thought about it in the term of hours and dollars. But what I found out the hard way, as I said, was that my emotional and physical capacity got to a point where it was a no-go. So once I'd kind of recovered from that, it was very important to me that I protected it. I did learn it from being the primary owner for my household and also for the business that I owned at that point If I go down, everyone goes down. So my capacity was actually the most important capacity. And this is true of any business owner or any individual because it's like the oxygen mask first. We have to take care of ourselves first. And if we don't know how to do that, we can't actually teach our team and everyone to do it as well. So what I started to learn and get guidance on and coaching on was how could I actually do that? And I first sort of looked at it, not from a business point of view at all, but from a personal point of view and sort of came up with the terminologies and was coached on looking at and starting to actually become aware of what was going on during the day. So I was noticing when I started developing new businesses, the days that I felt really good and I noticed what was happening on those days. And then the days that I felt really fatigued or that sometimes you get that feeling that no matter how hard I push here, 
I just can't do it or there's something blocking me or I'm just looking down the barrel right now and I can't get my energy up to do it. So looking at see what those actual tasks were, what the people around me were doing, I found that one of my biggest capacity drains is definitely people. So either toxic people or people who say that they don't, when they say they're going to do something and they don't do it or they don't take responsibility for it. And I found that this really drains my capacity. It just upset me. Talking about other people is another big one of mine. You know, trying to focus on what other people are doing also drains my capacity. So that was very kind of deep and I got very deep into that. I also noticed that certain tasks drained my capacity and then other ones which would drain other people's capacity absolutely drove mine and a lot of coaching consulting, being with clients absolutely drove my capacity. So then I started looking at the other tasks in my business and getting other people to do them. And this was, you know, seemed a bit of a silly thing to do because at that time, logically, in a capacity-wise, we couldn't afford it. But what that did is drove my capacity to do revenue-based work through the roof. So suddenly our business doubled. So for a fragment So the actual cost of getting those people in to pick up the tasks that were draining my energy and then not allowing me to do, it was a double whammy. So by taking the tasks away, if, say, I took an hour of administration tasks away, I was able then to do two or three hours of revenue-generating work because doing hours of that capacity draining made me tired and want to veg out on the couch and not think about content or podcasting or doing whatever. So it actually doubled, tripled my capacity. So we need to start becoming aware of this, what drives our capacity and what depletes it. It's kind of like if you've ever or you've done a lot of diving. I've done a bit of diving myself. And when we're actually up, you know, in normal life and every day and we're breathing air, it's safe and we're feeling pretty good and our capacity is about Right, and then we decide to dive, we put oxygen in our tanks and it's very healthy for us and as we go deeper and deeper, you know, it's okay. But we get to a certain time limit on that and we start that's really healthy and then after that time limit starts to to go, that time starts to deflate and go down, we get nitrogen necosis and that sends you a little bit loopy and ultimately you can actually die from it. And actually... Spending too much time down there and in those areas that drain your capacity thing is exactly like that. So you need to spend as much time above surface or at least just below it with the healthy tanks and then not go too deep or spend too much time down because it sends me sends you loopy or ultimately, you know, you, you break down or you lose your health or et cetera, um, an extreme example, and I've had both. And that sends you loopy while that was a – rather odd metaphor to lose is also, you know, do you find yourself getting, I found myself getting very irate at things that, and angry and not coping with things that I could normally cope with. So that's really, you know, that narcosis area that we're talking about when we're diving. It's the same when you don't control your capacity, unlike you do your oxygen. So how can we actually do this? Because it's probably not something that, you've been equipped with or have the skills apart from maybe your spreadsheets on how we can increase, decrease, or how much capacity do we need and how many extra people do we need. There's no formulaic spreadsheet for this, but there is ways to check in and really become aware of it so you can use that. 
as I said before, this is really a, um, a puzzle. So how can we do it? The first step is to check in and be mindful of where your capacity is. So the way I do it, and I would suggest that you use a scale between negative 10 and 10. And zero is the surface or what we're talking about in the diving. That's where you're okay. Everything's fine. Up above, you're feeling really good. You can take on the world and you're at 10. You feel like you can do anything emotionally or physically. Negative 10 is basically on overwhelm or starting the loopy, you know, bit. You're on overwhelm. You're too much. It's too much going on. You're not coping and you just want to lie down and curl in a ball or you want to run away. So it's not a good place to be. So for most people, just start playing with this. This is an experiment and just start getting a feeling. There is no right or wrong here. So, you know, when you wake up in the morning, say, well, where's my capacity at? If you're like me, don't do it when you get out of bed because or you're trying to get out of bed because my capacity always feels about, you know, negative 100 when I'm at that stage. But, you know, get up, get going a little bit and, and really check in. So that's just starting, you know, your first step is to start an awareness of it. Say, oh, where am I at? What, what do I think I can take on? And then the next step is to start noticing what is triggering it going up and down during the day. So if you look at your day and you go, oh, shit, I just don't want to do that, that's a depletion one. So write down what is in your day that might not be quite right for that. Notice that if you look at your day and you go, wow, you know, I'm pretty excited about that or that's coming up, that's obviously bringing it up. And I'm talking about work here, obviously, and if you're looking at your days and seeing nothing that's bringing you joy or making because joy and actual enjoyment or having fun um, is one of the big obviously replenishment plays on that or stuff work or technical work if you're a real technical technical person with some of the people that I've been working with um in our program around this it's you know really solving great big tax problems or whatever and setting a time during the week that they can actually really do that stuff we focus and not go away. Now, other people, that would obviously, you know, if I saw that in my calendar, I, my capacity would deplete. So you really have to have a look at what that is. And, you know, you're not being marked on this, and this is personal, so you can mark it down. I do suggest, though, um, I have three or four people that are always checking my capacity. Our team always checks in with capacity because my capacity is down. Someone else will pick it up and, um, you know, run with it. Other things can obviously affect your capacity, your, your health at the time, external things going on. If you're feeling really sad, something's happening, you know, if you're a woman like me, it fluctuates every 28 days. So, um, and if you're a guy, apparently you guys fluctuate, you know, all in one day. So all of those external figures also have to look at our capacity. And it's important to know what they are too. Because if you've got a big day coming up and your capacity is at negative five because something else is happening, you really should look at doing other stuff because your capacity is going to drop and you will get onto that overwhelm. So it's about planning and um, doing that and really looking to that growth mindset of how can I get around this or maybe put some other things in. If you're at a, a zero capacity but you think your day is going to actually bring it down, try to put something in that you've noticed make sure, and that could be, for me, honestly, it's a simple call to my husband or one of my friends, your Pacific ones, and not everyone's going to like this, but this is, having a quick two, three-minute dance always brings my capacity back up a little bit. 
And sometimes you just need a little bit to shift it around. And the third step, which I kind of integrated into that, is really establish the mindset that you can change this. This is something you can learn. I have learned it. And there are steps that you can follow. And it's just about picking it up, not taking a lot of time to do it, just starting to be mindful and getting a little bit of a habit in. And then the final one of that is then to pick one thing that either increases your capacity or one thing that severely depreces your capacity. Just pick one and set some boundaries around it. And next week's going to be around about shifting that and looking at boundaries and what boundaries actually mean and how we might be able to use them, particularly around protecting our capacity. I just want to quickly run back down on that. A few things that I would like you to take away and um, have have a bit of practice. Again, don't spend great deals of time on this. This is just very quick check-ins. In the morning or during the day, check in on where your capacity is. If it's down and there's, the day is looking really tough, you know, have a look at how you might be able to increase it. Notice, once you get used to checking in, notice what is taking it up and down. You can then, if you're noticing what's happening, you can put more in of what makes it go up and less in of what makes it go down. And we'll talk about that next week. And then pick one out and then we'll give you some tips and tricks next week about how you can put some boundaries in to help it. So what I can definitely promise you and think, if you start rethinking and becoming aware of what drives your own capacity, this will completely position you And if you have one, your business and team for success. I know this for sure. And please, I'd love to help you with a 15-minute reach-out call. If you um, just have a quick look at the links, um, take it through to book in a call. You can quickly brainstorm this with or you or anything really you want to discuss from any podcast And if it takes longer than that, we can take it from there. But um, sometimes we can solve a few things in those 15 minutes. Anyhow, always, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And be brave and continue the conversation. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. To check out more information on all things Sandine and Blueprint, go to the website blueprinthq.com.au and remember, continue the conversation and be brave. See you next time.